Welcome to the creative brain of Dean Hawk. Get ready to be challenged, inspired, and equipped to become a better ministry leader. Welcome back. This is part two of Little Things That Make a Big Difference. Um, I'm Pastor Mike. I'm the lead associate pastor here at Rock Family Church. And joining me today is Dean Hawk, the senior lead, older, wiser, uh, wiser. pastor. <laughs> Uh, hey, we're glad you guys, uh, we hope you're enjoying the podcast, and uh, we're just trying to give information that has helped us do church better, help us in leadership, and that's what we're, we're going to do. Uh, we started last time on little things that make the big difference. Everybody does church, everybody preaches, everybody has music. What are the little things that make a big difference? And uh, I know we got our list, but I just thought of one that I want to I add in there Good. that... Uh, it made me think of doing the service and worship. Something I've told our our worship pastor is before she's going to introduce a new song, she says, I want to introduce a new song to yeah. the congregation. I have told her to put it in the pre and post service playlist mm. for three weeks. So people are used to hearing that song being played. And, and then when we do it in service, they're like, we've done this before. I, I've heard this song. You know, a lot of times it That's might good. might be on the radio or that kind of thing. The other thing I'll do is uh, try and give my worship pastor as much information about the sermon and the direction we're going. She writes her list a week and a half before that coming uh, thing to know what is the direction that I'm going, so that she can package a a worship uh, a worship list. Uh, that would correspond with the theme of maybe the sermon or something. I should have Kate on, and we should do we should do a worship, do a worship set. We'll, one for we'll, sure. We'll do that. All right, let's dive back in. Little things that make the big <clears throat> difference. Hey, uh, so we're Rock Family Church, and so because of the family parts, kids and babies are welcome in service. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna let you say this example because I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, all right, hear me. They're I'm, always welcomed. Kids and babies. Just, just hear me out, all right? I say this with love, leaders, pastors. I know there are churches that do not allow kids in service. I'm just going to tell you our experience, okay? And there may be people that if you let kids in your service, they say we're going to a church that doesn't, all right? So there's, there is a give and take probably on both ends of the stick. I have won multiple families <laughs> to our church because we have a policy that all kids and babies are welcome in service. Yeah. Um, example was told to me of a, someone that had moved here, and they said they had a newborn sound asleep. They came and sat down in the service, and an usher came and asked them to be removed. They said, you cannot be in the service. Ooh. And they said, I just fed him. He's two weeks old. He's going to sleep for the next four hours. And they said, I'm sorry, you have to leave the auditorium. And I don't know, that just feels like rejection. And and so I, I'm gonna if I'm gonna fault, I'm gonna fault on the side of love. And so, but here is one that tested me. <laughs> no, I remember this one. This one challenged me. <laughs> all right. Like I am I'm in the worship set. I, I sit off on the side, and Usher walks down the middle aisle and sits a young couple with about a three-month-old on the front row. I literally pulled out my note page for meetings and staff meeting to say, do not set uh, couples with babies on the front row. They're welcome, because here's where I was chatting. You're welcome in service, but just don't put them on the front row, okay? <laughs> That's just great. So I get up to teach. If they sat there, we're not going to tell them not to. Right, right, We're right. just not going to intentionally... We would be intentionally putting them in there. <laughs> Got it. But uh, this, was, this was so cool, guys. Um, 
I begin to get up to teach the sermon and the three-month-old begins to squirm, to fuss. And I'm like, okay, it's getting loud enough. It's really <laughs> distracting me. It's getting loud enough. Surely they're going to go to the back or they're going to exit up. Nope. They nope. fought through it. Pacifier, Cheerios, you know, the whole thing. But I was humbled because I finished the sermon. The baby settles down. I finished the sermon. I give the invitation that we presented a couple yep. podcasts ago. And I said, one, two, three. If you raise your hand, if you want to give your life to Christ, mom and dad both, the first ones shoot their hands up. And I I started to I started to weep. What if I had said to an usher, move? Yep. Would they have left our church? Would they have never gone to church again? And could I get over my uncomfortability of a restless baby to win two people to Jesus? Yeah. So there you go, pastors. Kids and babies in service. Ooh, let's let's jump on the restrooms. Um, yeah, man. All right, Mike and I. Mike and I are weird. We go out to eat a lot. We go to lunch. We'll go out wives and dinner and so forth. I will totally judge, critique, and assess your entire restaurant place of business by how clean your restroom is. That, uh, it is. It, it, I do the same thing. It's if your restroom is pristine, I know your kitchen is clean and your your people yep. are washing their hands when they're making my food. So when we moved in this building, it's been here since 84. Uh, it needed an extreme <laughs> makeover. The first makeover we gave it is we stripped it down, put in the nice tile, nice counters, brand new dividers and uh, air fresheners. Um, I would encourage you. <clears throat> Uh, yes, you can get your own toilet paper and paper towel holders and buy yep. them. I would say beef it up. Buy the If you buy the product from the companies, they'll supply the electric eye things and all of that good they stuff. They supply all the machines, um, the TP But here's up. how picky I am. You talk about little things. Um, I have my staff measure how much paper towel <laughs> is released. Because it's an automatic one. It's the automatic, you know, the eye thing. And and have you ever been like in the movie theater and you go foomp and it goes airports inches. airports are the worst it goes shink and it won't and you have to tear that off and then you go shink and then yeah. it's it's horrible so uh, we put uh, I love Sarah she puts uh, fresh flowers yep. uh, every Friday she goes to Sam's buys fresh cut flowers does little arrangements in the restrooms and the women's and now I think they need to be in the men's I don't, I don't think the men would complain but you know they might take them out and give them to their wives yeah there you go um, but another thing I want to touch on that on Sundays we have people that are assigned to double check the restrooms because I get it we all have people that you know make sure um, that everything's good and cleaned before service but what about during service so they just check they wipe down the counters they throw away the that's paper good. towels that might be on there they pick up any trash that's on the ground and the ushers do it or the greeters once service starts they jump in there and check it out it's the little things that make a huge difference now I'll um, just say I was easy. at a church somewhere in the world <laughs> and I will just say this um, uh, I didn't know that they still made single ply toilet paper that is like hairline thick thin and so here's the deal. If you want to use the toilet paper at your house, don't use it at the church. Okay. So go high quality. Get, get, take care of people in the restroom and you'll have happy members. Okay. All right. Um, let's talk about the aroma. We've got the sanitizers that go off in there. Yep. But I want to hit the aroma when you walk into the church <coughs> and, uh, I'll, we'll, we'll talk about guests in a minute, but here's the number one reason I did this next one. 
We, uh, uh, Otis Spunkmeyer yeah. is a national brand. Can you get it anywhere? You get it anywhere. Uh, Na- maybe not small towns. Check it out. Sure. Otis Spunkmeyer is a national brand of cookie maker, and they are the ones that provide at some of the hotels yep. uh, the cookies. But they give you their oven as long as you're buying product from them. And I would tell you it's worth it to just buy their product and use their ovens. But here's what I, we got these new ovens and we use it to uh, uh, give uh, hot baked cookies to our first time guests. But the number one reason I did it, and uh, I came in right after we got the ovens, I came in early and uh, I look over at our coffee coffee bar and the cookie thing is all full. Yeah. And I went, wow, they go, Pastor, we're set, we're ready. And it's like 30 minutes till service starts. And I said, no, 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 you got to bake you more. And they go, no. <laughs> I said, you have to bake the cookies the 15 to 20 minutes before service starts because I want people to, they, they're they not going to go, is that is that an Otis Spunkmeyer chocolate chip cookie I'm smelling? But it's going to create an environment when they walk in of sight, sound, smell, and then touch, we're shaking their hand, and, and so we're hitting all of their senses. And you're building an experience. That's, exactly. That's what you're doing. And, and we actually have small bowls of mints throughout yeah. our lobby in the auditorium. And we actually have an usher. He's the mint guy. He actually walks around and hands out mints to people when they're coming in and stuff. Um, but it's one more thing because you're sitting next to a stranger most of the time at church, unless you sit in the Coffee same gives you bad breath. Yes. And you know what? If you take care of that, it makes people feel comfortable. It's all about an experience. It's all about just taking care of anything and everything. And these are small things that make a big difference. So we love to give everything away free. We give away all of our CD teachings, the CD sets. There's a rack that says all CDs are free. I wait, mean, wait. You I, don't charge people who are missing church? Absolutely. Absolutely not. And so here's here, here is a, a here's just the way I'll, I'm, I'm guarding the way I say things now. I'm trying to, trying to make sure I say things right. Uh, but here's the reality, leaders. If, if I came to your church this Sunday and I heard the message, it was free. But next Sunday, I'm not feeling good. I got a stomach virus. I can't come. So I come back two weeks from now. It's my third Sunday, you know, three Sundays now. And I want to hear last Sunday, now you're, you're penalizing me for being sick or having to work. And so we use our CDs as evangelistic tools yeah. um, to spread the good news. The word of God is free. So all of our CD sets, and and here's the way I heard one friend say it, by the time we've put it on the shelf, we've already paid for it. Yep. We've paid for the, the material, the <clears> labor. <throat> so why would we charge you? Say, well, to recoup it. I'll tell you the freedom it. our members have when, they're, when their neighbor is going through a marriage time, and they go, hey, here's a set on marriage, or here's a set on yep. finances, or here's a set on healing. Yep. They give them away. They're, you know. And right. They're, Free online. You can watch, listen online. It's all free. Another thing we do, uh, we we do not have a green room. Um, literally, we have three Sunday morning services. And so, uh, uh, like a lot of you, but I just encourage you, those that don't, uh, I am accessible before and after every service. I stand in the lobby. We have a 30-minute turnaround. I'm standing in the lobby uh, greeting people as they leave. My wife and I stand there and do that. The staff is all accessible. Yeah. I would tell you, uh, I have I have stopped multiple counseling appointments because people say, Pastor, could I come in and make an appointment with you? And I'll go, well, what's going on? Well, and in a two-minute dialogue, they say, I really just want prayer for my nephew, and I just want to let you, and I'll say, well, can we pray right now? 
And in three minutes, I've solved a one-hour counseling yep. appointment. Um, and talk, so just being accessible. Talk about vision in a minute. Uh, vision in a minute. Uh, I don't do it as often now. When the church first started, I did it every Sunday. Yep. Uh, we'll throw it in there about once every probably three Sundays now yep. of just casting vision of who we are as a church, where we're going, what we're doing, um, highlighting an outreach event, just giving that 60 seconds of vision um, and just in bite-sized pieces. Um, and just it's just reinforcing the direction that we're going. So, um, ooh, parking. Ooh, I like this. Is, you're going to step on people's toes on this one. Um, so where, do, where does the pastor park? Do you have that nice little awning outside the church here? I'm by nice the dumpster. Little... Um, <clears throat> He's not the, even kidding. I'm not, I'm not kidding. I park by the dumpster. Um, uh, here's what we tell all of our volunteers. Our worship team gets here at 630 in the morning. Uh, our staff is getting here very early in the morning. And we actually have two parking lots, a lower parking lot that goes around where we have services and then there's an additional upper parking lot we tell all everyone who is serving all of our staff park the furthest away from the building and and i learned that from pastor joe brooks in dallas many moons ago um we don't the only people we have special parking for are uh handicap handicap and uh our senior citizens yeah so uh we don't do uh Will you park when I would never park? And I guess it's personality. And and I'm all for it. If you do it and it works great, we've just never done it here when we're talking about the parking lot. Uh, we have never done the guest or visitor parking. And I'll tell you why. Because I didn't want to be identified that he was yep. new and get everyone. So if I go to a church, I'm totally all about the guest parking if I'm new to it. But You park there? Oh, totally. 100%. Oh, I, do we need do we need guest parking? No, well, in our new building, because of the way the parking lot, hundred percent. Turn on the hazards, and then then they wave you sure. in. It works okay. great. That's good. That's website. Good. Uh, website. Um, here's just a couple things, guys. I'll be the first to say we're in the process of redoing our website. Camera shakes its head. <laughs> yes, we're in the process of redoing ours. Um, I'll just say this: that pretty much the world will judge you by your website now. And that's the it's your form form advertising. They won't come to you unless they've seen your website. They will go to your website. Uh, I would tell you that people will watch uh, two to fifteen services or sermons online, and like people will come and I'll meet them in the lobby, and they will uh, uh, they will uh, uh, say, "Oh, I've been watching you for two months. Yep. Oh, it's your first time." And uh, uh, remind me to get back into how I know it's their first time when we talk about the guests. <laughs> Um, so keeping it fresh, I've been to church websites that, you know, I, I want to go hear uh, somebody or hear a message or I'll meet a pastor and I'll go, oh, I want to check out your website. And I'll go to their media page. And the last time they posted an audio or yep. video sermon was like six months ago. Or I'll look at the calendar and the calendar has a June event and it's August. And they just have somebody find some young 20-something-year-old that uh, loves that techie stuff to oversee that for or, you. Or if you can't keep it up to date, just don't have it available <laughs> as far as the calendar. Uh, right. Or right. even the, the messages. I mean, it, it's because it makes you look like, did the church shut down? I'm not sure the church shut right. down because they haven't preached in six months. Now, uh, I, I, will, no I will tell you this. When my, when my kids were young, 
and my kids needed to go to a new dentist or were picking a doctor. I think one of my kids was having some back problems and my wife is going to pick a chiropractor. All right. So this is years ago. So she was looking in yellow pages. Okay. So go back, go back a while. That's a printed book. I, yeah. Yeah. I've, yeah. I heard some, about some it. Some of you young guys don't know what that is. Yeah. Anyways, she looked for the chiropractor and the picture and she said, she looks like a mom. I'm taking my daughter to that one. <laughs> That's awesome. But uh, have pictures. I say that have pictures of you, your family. Uh, uh, let them see you're a family. Um, your staff. I know a lot of church websites think pastor's the only one that deserves a photo. The rest are like nobody's. On the front page. I just offended yeah. half the people. I'm sorry. So, so uh, get pictures of your entire staff because that will diffuse some energy from always coming to you. Uh, of, of everyone having to talk to you because they'll go, well, I have a youth question. I want to talk to yep. the youth pastor or his, his And if wife. they see a picture of you and you have the little bio thing, then they already feel like they know you, which makes it so much easier for them to come and ask you questions. Yep. Um, it just It's a great, easy, easy two to do. All right. What do we got left here uh, before we jump into our, our guest? Um, I think that's... Videos let's, per, yeah. let's jump into our guest. Um, uh, Why not visitors? They're, they're just visitors, right? I know. I know. And this is... <laughs> the word visitor is like dropping the F-bomb around this church. Well, it, has the, it has the same, like, <gasps> they said the... The F word or the V word for my, visitor. My nine-year-old heard somebody say it and he said, that's the V word. And we're like, <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. That, that's that because We've indoctrinated another Yeah, he generation. 100% thinks that the V word, visitor is a V word. You so. say, come on, what's the big deal? All right. It is subliminal. It is minimal. But think about to your high school days. We put the Eagles on the scoreboard and then we just put visitors. We don't even respect you to put your <laughs> name up there. Think of the high school experience. The home crowd gets the best seating. The band marches and plays to your side. If you're the visiting team, the band turns their backs to you, and you've got the cheapo depot seats that are breaking down. And so it's, it's a whole subliminal visitors go away. If you're a guest in my home, uh, if you're a guest in my home, if you came to stay in my house, um, I'm going to get the best towels we have in the house and put yeah. them in your bathroom. The fluffy ones. Fluff one. You're going to get the best pillows. Yeah. You, we're going to make sure that you have the best experience. And so that's why we want to teach our entire volunteer teams that these are guests. And guest means we're here to serve, to bless, to aid, and, and to help them out. Yep. Okay. Uh, so let's talk about a little bit more of what we do um, in reaching our guest. Uh, one of the things I was thinking about is... Um, it's become a, uh, uh, it, it's a bullseye, um, subliminal bullseye. We have a guest bag that has our church logo on it. It's a red, bright red bag, and we put our annual report in there. It's a CD from me telling the vision of the church, about the church yep. and more information about the church and ministries, and it's this little guest bag. The whole purpose of the bag, we could put it in clear plastic, but when we see that red bag, and so when I'm greeting people, I'll go, well, welcome. This is your first time. They'll go, how did you know that? And I said, that bag you're holding okay. there. Um, and so that helps us out. But uh, And it allows everybody. I mean, it everybody. helps everybody know that these are guests and they go running after them. Yeah. And so uh, we have a guest information to send everybody to there. Um, but when we're talking about guests, one of the things that we have done for years is everything we do, we put through the filter of how would a first-time guest view this? Yeah. So we don't use acronyms. We don't use, you know, the youth meet in something, something, something. 
we say the full, it's in the switch auditorium. Yeah. You know, it's not the SSA or, you yeah. know, um, we use the full knowledge. Every time we are on stage, it, it feels weird. I mean, when you're here all the Saying time, it name, feels yeah. weird. Hi, my name is, is Dean. Welcome. I'm the pastor here. Well, today is somebody's first time yeah. experience. And that's what you have to do. We talked about the signage in the last podcast, um, introducing ourselves, uh, putting everything through the filter. So when we are going to advertise or promote something, we assume that nobody knows anything yep. because that could be that first-time guest. Because that's our target. That's exactly. Our target. And so Reaching like, like uh, I encourage you to even put on your website your service ending times, especially if you only have one service. Yep. Now, it's not too hard when we have three. They go, he can't go much yep. longer because they've got to flip it. Um, but if you have one 10 o'clock service, what time do you end? Or do 60 to 65 minutes. Yeah. Join us for a 60 to 65 minute yeah. service. Put something that identifies so that they can experience it. And uh, and then we've tapped into the live simulcast uh, experience that people can watch live. And it's amazing how many people will watch us live oh, yeah. before coming to experience it firsthand. <laughs> it's pretty wild. Talk about the uh, tour guides. Tour it's guides. one of my favorite things. So, so at, at the entrance... Um, we have guest check-in, kids check-in. Um, and so we want them to be able to be checked in. They don't have to wait in the long lines. And so when they go there, they check their children in. Well, then we have tour guides, and these are the guides that actually take them through our whole facility. They show them everything. They show them where the restrooms are, even though there's signs. They show them where their kids are going to be. They show them where the main auditorium is. But it makes them feel welcomed. It makes them feel like we're going to take care of their kids. Um, instead of going, here's your little ticket. Go take your kid to preschool over there. We actually walk them around, answer any questions. Um, and it because people have a lot of questions, they, they want to know about it. It opens um, up a dialogue. Oh, my gosh. It, it makes them feel welcome. That's what it's all about. I, I, I Every single time we talk about guests, I'm just totally going back to, like, Beauty and the Beast. Be our guest. Be our guest. Take our service to the test. Like, now you guys are all singing it. But, like, that's what we want to do. And that's what Tour Guides is all about. It's like, hey. This is we're here to serve you guys. We're here to serve the guests that are walking in here. Well, then in that um, time, it opens up, like you said, dialogue. People will then say, "Well, do you have a women's ministry?" Yep. And they become kind of that um, uh, ambassador for the church. And then, like we talked about accessibility, I'm in the lobby, and you know, in between the two, numbers die down. And if you don't know this, guests always arrive early. They are they, always they're always there early. We and so. Uh, they'll if I see somebody on a tour, I'll go introduce myself, yeah. or they'll walk towards me and say, "This is this our is pastor." Um, and so there's there's a value there in ministering to our guest. And then how do we invest in our guests? This is this so, is huge. So we already mentioned to it. Was that this podcast? It might have been part one or part two. I'm not sure when we did the Otis Bunkmeyer cookies. That was just now. So it's just now. So what we do is um, we give our guests cookies. If it's your first time here, um, then we say, "Hey." Fill out this little card because we want their information because we want to be able to follow up with them, right? And so how do you get that information? Um, we actually kind of bribe them. And so we ask them to take that completed information card, take it to the uh, guest information, and they get a coupon for a free Otis Bunkmeyer cookie. For them and the um, whole family. For the, for the whole family, not to split. That'd be pretty bad. Yeah. Here you go. I want the one chocolate. Um, but then second time guests because... 
Man, they say that if you could get them to come twice, they're 80% more likely to stay at your church. And so we are trying to capitalize on We up the ante. We up the ante. So it's not just cookies. And so what we say second time is we give them a $10 gift card to Chick-fil-A or Starbucks. I mean, wherever you have that people draw to. Um, And And what what fits your dynamics demographics? Ours is family, so Chick-fil-A works better than Starbucks. For sure. And so so we just ask them, fill out the connection card, and they take it back there. Do we have a roster that we double-check to make sure that it's their second time? No. Um, we, if people are going to go back there, cause I know you're thinking like, wow, well, people are going to rip off. It's very minimal. Majority of people that go back there, we know their guests cause they're actually asking questions. Uh, I came here, you know, it, it's, it's an amazing opportunity. Do you know, I'm going to ask people. you, I'm going to put you on the spot. Do you know what we spend a month on giving away uh, Chick-fil-A cards? We, we give away about 20 every week. And so $10, 200, 200 bucks a week. Yeah. Okay. Which that's but we, and here's what's really cool is we average about twenty five to thirty guests every week, and so we're, we're having twenty a pretty good coming return. back um, that are actually going and re- redeeming their gift card. I'm sure there's people that aren't redeeming it, but what it does for us because we use all process cues and we have, use all kinds of information on getting people and connecting people and getting them to multiple things we do here at the church is it allows us to go oh they actually came twice and so we'll spend a little more time with. Let's call these people. Let's connect with these people. Let's make sure they're getting invites. It's part of our processes, which will be a totally different podcast. So we'll talk about all our processes and how we filter people in and how we make sure that we are connecting with them once they leave the outside. The but doors. let's let's hit just a little bit. So we're on the guest thing. Yep. Um, when someone fills out that guest card, uh, here's a little thing. Um, our staff prepares a letter. Yep. It's a prepared letter from me. And they bring in me a stack Every yep. Tuesday, and I hand sign those in blue ink. Yep. Um, I want. Does could somebody else sign them? Could we use an electronic signature thing? Yes. Stamp. Uh, stamp. I want to. I want to show that personal touch that you're not just a nobody. You're not just a number. Yep. So I'll sign those, and then we've got some volunteers that come in every week, and we'll just give them a call and say thank you for coming. Uh, is there anything we can pray with you about, or do you have any questions about the church? And it's always fun to read that report. And that's not staff that does that. We have a volunteer team that comes yep. in and does that. And uh, it's always cool to uh, uh, just see the feedback and the results. And I think it's I think it actually helps that it's not a staff member oh, or me or you calling because they're maybe a little more candid in their, you know, what they liked or didn't like. So what else, is there anything else in the guest process queue that we need to finish up? Or we'll, well, we'll, we'll talk about the link. We'll talk about membership class. And we'll talk about all that kind of stuff in another podcast because that will take, that's going to take some time. The link is my absolute favorite. Yep, so we'll have to dive into that. Guys, you've been nice to listen to us, watch us for the last uh, 27 minutes. And uh, I hope you're enjoying these. Share these with a friend. And uh, Accelerate Pastors Conference. Yeah, Accelerate Pastors, not too late. Especially you can... Uh, uh, buzz out to Colorado. It's coming up here, and it's thirty-five dollars for your team, fifty dollars for one to four, thirty-five for a team of five or more. Or if you can't get here, uh, seventy-five bucks to hit the simulcast for the day, and that's for as many as you want to pack in there. Jam in one room. Yep. yep. If you want to put them in there, we'd love to have you guys. And uh, so we hope you're doing well. God bless you guys. Uh, we'll see and and talk to you on the next one. Thank you for joining us today. For a free sermon series, teaching outlines, and PowerPoint, visit deanhawk.com. 
For more information on our Accelerate Leadership Conference or to register, visit us at AcceleratePastors.com.